Welcome to Honest Real Raw, the podcast that inspires people while keeping it real. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Honest Real Raw podcast. I hope you all had a wonderful week. Um, It's starting to get warm outside, so that's a good sign. (laughs) We made it through another winter and... I think that many of us are happy about that. I know I am. So uh, yeah, good things are coming in the spring. Uh, We are back for episode 8 this week. And it's a very, very special episode because I have my very first guest on the show. The one, the only, Sabrina DiZazzo. (laughs) (laughs) Say hi, Sab. Hi, everyone. Um, I just want to thank you first off um, for having me. Uh, I'm both very excited and a little bit nervous. This is the first podcast um, I record, so everyone, please bear with me. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm I'm very excited, and like I said, thank you for having me. I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, so, Sab and I have known each other for about 12 years now, right? Yeah. And uh, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, but yeah, she's a wonderful friend of mine who uh, I'm so blessed to have in my life. And, uh, you know, she's really a rock for me and always there to show support and encouragement. And we're really on the same page about so many things. We always say this, uh, but we kind of lead parallel lives. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is that we're twin souls. And, you know, she's my workout buddy, my adventure partner. We do a lot of things together and we have so much in common and I really wanted to have Sab on the show um, and have her be the first guest on the podcast because of the inspiring and uh, unique path that she has taken she has so much to share and I really wanted her to be able to do that on this platform so uh, yeah enough about me bragging about how amazing you are (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Tell the listeners um, a little bit about yourself, uh, like what you do in life, what your passions are. The mic is yours. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so like uh, like Vic said, we're basically twins. Um, I mean, we're the same person in different bodies. Um, So my passions are, uh, you know, fitness, working out. I love dancing. I love music. Music has gotten me through so much, so it's very important to me. Um, I love baking, cooking. Um, I don't know. I'm a very outdoorsy person, so anything that has to do with the outdoors, I love doing. Hiking, um, I mean swimming, the list goes on. Uh, What I do in life, let's see, where can I start? Um, I graduated police tech in 2018. Mm-hmm. So a dream of mine has always been to become a police officer ever since I was a little girl. In 2018, I also decided to join the military. So uh, I'm currently in the reserves in uh, the armed forces. Uh, and then when I graduated police tech, I decided that I wanted to travel. Uh, I felt like I was missing experience and I wasn't ready to be a police officer. And to me, it was very important to discover different cultures and be prepared to (laughs) sorry I don't know how to phrase this but basically to prepare myself for the different cultures that I'm going to encounter as a police officer Mm -hmm. so that's a tiny bit about me 
That's cool. Um, Tell us a little bit about your rank in the military. What's that like? <laughs> well, uh, I recently got promoted to corporal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Um, I still have many ranks above me, <laughs> so it's not a very senior rank. It's it's still a very junior rank, but you know, every day in the military is a learning experience. You learn something new every single time you're there. And so, uh, yeah, so far I'm really enjoying my career there. That's awesome. Um, So you mentioned that you love traveling and that's something that we have in common. Um, And you've had the opportunity to travel to some really incredible places. Um, What's been your favorite place? And could you name a few that you visited? (laughs) Yeah, um, that question always catches me off guard. It's a question that I get often because people know that I've traveled so so much. And you know what? I always have a difficult time answering. And the reason is, is because every single place that I've visited had its own beauty to offer. Um, There's not one place that I could say that I didn't enjoy. Mm -hmm. So every single place, there was something unique about it. The ones that stood out to me the most, probably South Africa, uh, Kenya. My bucket list place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those two countries um, really stood out to me. Also, probably because I spent the most amount of time in them. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I've been to Amsterdam. I've been to Thailand. I've been to the Philippines, China, um, France, Spain, many Caribbean islands. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Costa Rica. Um, and most recently, I've traveled Canada. Amazing. And was there one place that you felt particularly uh, connected to? Um, Yeah, of course. Probably Kenya. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Like I said, I spent the most amount of time there Mm -hmm. and I went there on a humanitarian mission. Mm -hmm. So that allowed me to connect to the locals specifically. You know, it wasn't a trip where I was going there to relax. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going there to be a tourist quote-unquote I was really going there to engage in the community um, learn from their culture help as much as I can Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah I just I wanted to know what it was like to live as a local in Kenya that's incredible how much time did you spend there Uh, in total I spent about seven weeks okay that's a good amount of time that's awesome and uh, you traveled to most of these places alone right Yes. So, yeah, that's another thing that we have in common, that we often travel alone, solo trips. (laughs) And, um, you know, I've been on a few solo trips as well. I went to, um, you know, Central America, Europe, um, the Caribbean alone. And honestly, those were some of the best trips that I've ever been on. And I think I really enjoyed it because I had time to myself and I truly felt at peace in those moments. But I'm thinking back to a particular trip right now. Um, and I had visited the Dominican Republic alone. And I kind of booked that trip on like a whim last minute. And I just went for it. But many of uh, my family members and friends tried to discourage me from actually going on that trip. And Um, They were like, why are you going alone? And people told me that they found it strange um, that I would have that I was traveling alone. And um, honestly, it was just a great time for me to relax. And a lot of people asked me like these really weird questions or like, 
what do you do at dinner? Uh, <laughs> how do you spend your days? I'm like the same way I would if I was with other people. But like, for example, at dinner, I would bring a book with me or a magazine. And uh, I would during the day, I would explore or go to the beach. And I just really wish that we could normalize taking trips by yourself, especially as young women. You know, obviously, you have to do your homework and, and research before you go on a trip. But um, I think that if you plan the right accommodations and, and you, know, you do what you have to do prior to leaving, there's really nothing wrong with it. And I think that it's something that people should do at least once in their lives. You don't really have to go far. Like even just traveling Canada alone would be awesome. So like talk a little bit about that because you were in Africa alone. Mm -hmm. You went on a solo trip there. Was that like your first big one? Yeah, it was my first big one, my first solo trip in general. Um, so it was a huge step for me. And uh, like you said, you touched up on some really important points that, you know, traveling alone is not normalized and especially traveling alone as a female. Um, before my trip to Kenya or to Africa, because I went to Kenya and South Africa in the same trip, um, you know, I had to do research on the countries. I had to find out what were the norms what was not allowed, what was discouraged in the country, you know, what type of cuisine could I expect? Because some people have stomachs that can handle different food. I unfortunately am not, am not one of them. So I, I needed to prepare myself. Yeah. Um, you know, you also need to prepare yourself as far as what you're going to bring with you. Mm -hmm. Do you have to bring water tablets? Do you have to, you know... Simple things as how many underwears am I going to bring because yeah. they don't have washer dryer right. or how am I going to wash my clothes? How am I going to brush my teeth? So these are all things that you need to do. You need to research before going to a country, mm -hmm. especially developing countries, because for me, example, I'm a Caucasian woman, woman so I knew that I was going to stand out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to at least make sure that I wasn't offending any of the locals and that mm -hmm. I was respecting their culture because I was there to honor them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so it's, it's very, very important. Absolutely. Yeah, you raise a good point about like preparing in advance. I think that we take so many things for granted in our everyday lives. Um, you know, growing up in Canada, we're, we're very privileged um, and we don't have to think about things like yeah. when our next meal is going to be or, or when we're going to be able to do our laundry or how we're going to have mm -hmm. to do it. So uh, definitely like being sensitive and um, obviously like until you get there, you won't know, but kind of preparing yourself beforehand is very, very important. And um, my next question is, did you ever encounter a similar experience? Did you, like, did anyone ever tell you not to travel alone? Did anybody, like, discourage you from that? Absolutely. Um, I think it was more rare to find somebody encouraging me to travel mm -hmm. than discouraging me, mm -hmm. you know, especially... My parents, yes, they support me in everything that I do. But when I first told them, of course, they had concerns, you know, yeah. it's not like like you said, it's not normalized. So 
when I first told them, hey, I'm going to Africa for three months. Oh, and by the way, I'm going alone. <laughs> like, yeah, of course, they asked me so many questions. They were like, well, why don't you ask your friends? You know, why don't you bring a colleague? Uh, I don't know, anyone. But the goal for me was that I wanted to be pushed outside of my comfort zone. And I really mm -hmm. wanted to, like I mentioned, I wanted to engage in the culture. I wanted to learn. Yeah. And for me the only way i could do that was if i went alone yeah and in my mind if i brought someone with me mm -hmm. i would always have that safety blanket you know that's true if i don't fit in well at least i have my friend that i could lean on mm -hmm. which yeah it's great but i wanted to i don't know experience the culture as a whole the country as a whole and meet people that's so interesting that you say that and I really agree with you on that point. It's like when you're traveling with a group, you kind of like stick with that group or with a friend. Like you just hang out, you two. And when you're alone, you're forced to go out and interact with people and like do things alone. So yeah, that's why I said at the beginning, like it's very, I think it's very important for people to travel at least once. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go very far, but do it alone at least once in your life to challenge yourself, get out of your comfort zone and um yeah absolutely very very important yeah and you know like you said you don't have to go very far um like i mentioned earlier recently i traveled canada mm -hmm. it's it's our country you know mm -hmm. it's it's something that we're familiar with so maybe even just booking a plane to calgary mm -hmm. and exploring the rockies on your own it's a start see how you feel see how you interact with other canadians or other tourists mm -hmm. and then if it's something that you enjoy then maybe book a flight overseas or book a flight to the states another country go from there you know Absolutely. you don't have to book your first trip to africa <laughs> like i did <laughs> there's smaller steps to take yeah baby steps first <laughs> i actually like i can't wait to travel together i know we talk about it all the time like things never really aligned um but it will happen one day and i'm so looking forward to that and i, I hope we could coordinate it sometime soon <laughs> um but yeah i i often ask myself this question and and i say like would i have traveled alone if i wasn't single so like if i was in a relationship would i have been so like into solo travels mm -hmm. <laughs> and the honest answer is that i don't know if i would have because I would think that I would want to go with, um, you know, the, the person that I'm with. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that we've been able to um, have these experiences by ourselves, uh, you know, as young women. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about is singlehood. <laughs> so I guess we'll dive right into it. Yeah. Um... I mean, I've lived in the single life for like... <laughs> since the beginning of time but um yeah like talk to me a little bit about like I don't know I, I I'll kind of share like I never talk about this on the podcast but I always tell Sav that people around me are always asking me like where's your boyfriend or do you have a boyfriend and I don't mind them asking because I know that it doesn't come from a mean place but Another thing I wish we could normalize is being single and actually see that there are benefits to it. Like, if we really think about it, um, I feel like I have more time and energy to put into friendships and 
and I have a better understanding of myself and my interests and I feel like, I don't know, I could be more spontaneous. So, I don't know, like I'm not saying that people who are in relationships are not all of these things, but you you definitely can be spontaneous, but I'm saying that I don't think I would be this way, like, you know, travel and be as independent if I would have been mm-hmm. in a relationship. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I think that's a really interesting point, and I, I think it's something that people don't often think about. Mm-hmm. I think traveling with your partner is something incredible. I think every relationship needs to experience it. Traveling with your partner is a different form of intimacy, you know, it brings you closer, you discover different cultures together, and in general, it just strengthens your relationship, and I had the honor of doing that with my past partner, so I'm extremely blessed. But at the same time, no matter where you are in a relationship, it's important to always prioritize yourself. Because, you know, a lot of people today, like we've been mentioning, um, they lean on their partners for their own happiness. Mm-hmm. And the way I see it is that your partner should add on to your happiness, but they shouldn't be the sole source of it. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I do feel like it's important to give time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if that means traveling alone, it means traveling alone. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who has experienced it, you know, traveling alone for me is quote unquote me time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we should normalize being single because, you know, being single doesn't mean that we're unhappy. True. You know, being single doesn't mean that you have to be searching for anyone. Mm-hmm. For example, I've been single for over a year now, but yet I'm the happiest that I've ever been. And yeah. the only person that I'm searching for is myself. And well said. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's true. And it's something that isn't often spoken about because... You know, like you said, it's not normalized to be single. It's not mm-hmm. normalized to do things on our own. Yeah. And I'm going a little bit off topic no, now. It's but perfect. for example, you know, this summer and for the past year that I've been single, I've been taking myself out on dates. Yes. You know, like <laughs> if I want to go to a really nice restaurant downtown, dress up, put a cute dress, cute heels on, <laughs> like, let's go. We go together. <laughs> you know, like I've done that so often and I remember the first date that I took myself on. (laughs) I got dressed in a dress and heels. I did my hair. I did my makeup. And my mother looked at me and she's like, why are you going downtown by yourself? She's Mm -hmm. like, do you want me to come with you? (laughs) And as much as I appreciated her offer, and I know that it came from a good place, I politely declined. (laughs) You know, like for me, it was just, being on your own discovering yourself loving yourself you know a relationship will not grow and it will not be strong if you don't love yourself first absolutely absolutely and so yeah with all this being said i would personally because i know where i am with myself i would absolutely travel on my own yeah if you were in a relationship if i was in a relationship of course that's awesome though i like that idea of going to restaurants (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like I always say that I would love to have, um, you know, a partner to share these experiences with. But, like, let's face it, it's a different kind of love. And But I'm also glad that I was single throughout. 
uh, these very like formative years of my life because I'm confident in myself and my abilities and I'm okay with being alone and doing things alone. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you said, like it, in a way, it's kind of forced us to be independent yeah. and do things for ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, like everybody has a different path and uh, it's pretty cool. I'm yeah, glad that absolutely. we could talk about this. Absolutely. And if any other women or men feel the same way, please write in and let us know what you think. We're curious to see if... You feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, you know, and if you guys need date ideas, <laughs> solo date ideas, please feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. Um, I hope, you know, I hope this inspires at least one person to just be like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to go to a restaurant with someone. I don't need to, I don't know, go to a concert with someone. Yeah. You know, all of these events, you don't need to go with anyone. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, don't let somebody stop you. Exactly. Because, you know... I know, for example, in high school or when I was younger, I would stop myself from going to certain events because I had no one to go with. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, imagine living life like that. Imagine missing out every single opportunity. Absolutely. Because you don't have someone to go with. Yeah. Or, like, a partner. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Think about it. How many opportunities would you miss out on? You could meet so many different people, too, just from going to different events and experiences. Like... Yeah, it's, uh, it's important to remind yourself of that, definitely. Yeah, and, and that's another thing that you're going to discover with solo traveling is the people that you meet are friends that you'll keep for a lifetime. That is very true. You that's know? very true. Because you're meeting on different circumstances. Mm-hmm. You're both outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So you're discovering different things at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I went to Kenya and South Africa in 2018 um and now i have friends in australia yeah i have friends in the states Mm -hmm. in germany in france switzerland on -hmm. the other side of canada you know like it's amazing now i could travel and like (laughs) have a place to live rent free you know (laughs) but another thing is i find like when people are on vacation and like you said like out of your comfort zone you kind of get comfortable with people much quicker than we would in our like regular lives right and i find you kind of get like deeper much much quicker so you start talking about like your life and things and i find that in my experiences like when i've traveled um i've always had really really uh wonderful enriching interactions with people and i think that those are some of the best memories that i have yeah absolutely you know you 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 become so open-minded that you open yourself up more a lot easier because you want to enjoy the experience to the fullest yeah so if you stay closed off you're not going to experience the beauty of the culture you're not going to experience the beauty in the people or Mm -hmm. the other tourists Mm -hmm. so it's important to have an open mind and you know what like coming back from these solo trips you bring all these lessons back with you as well true and you implement them in your day-to-day life. Mm. So, yeah. Very nice. I'm glad we got to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not to, like, change topic, but we're going to change topic. (laughs) Another thing I I wanted to talk to you about on the pod was your volunteer work. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is something that we're both very passionate about and something that we do together sometimes. Uh, But 
Sab, you've been involved with some really incredible organizations and you've done really uh, great work. So tell us about what inspired you to get involved, who you volunteered with. Like, mm -hmm. Talk to me about that. What inspired me to get involved? That's a great question. Um, in general, I mean, you know me as a person, but for everyone who's listening, I'm a very compassionate person. Mm -hmm. I love to love, I love people, and I love helping. And so what inspired me to get involved was the fact that I could put a smile on a person's face. And to me, that was important. Mm -hmm. um, and so some of the organizations that I volunteered with in the past, a big one is uh, Make-A-Wish that yeah. I'm still uh, involved with. So for those of you who don't know, Make-A-Wish is a foundation uh, that helps sick, uh, sick children. Um, they're not terminally ill, but they're, they have life-threatening illnesses. Okay. Um, and so what they do is that they grant a wish to these children. Mm -hmm. They can have one wish. So it could be, I wish to meet. I wish to meet a celebrity. Or I wish to have, I don't know, I wish to have a laptop. So I wish cool. to go. I wish to go to Walt Disney is a big one, especially, <laughs> for, the, especially for the young ones. Um, or I wish to give, you know, I wish to give money to a charity or wow. I wish to give a gift to my mom, for example, stuff like that. So my role in Make-A-Wish is actually called the Wish Granter. And what I do is that I meet with the children and the families and get to know the children, get to hear what they're like, you know, what, what are their likes, their dislikes, their hobbies. And eventually we ask them, okay, what type of wish do you want? Um, and so as soon as I find out what their wish is, I bring it back to the office and we make it happen. And as soon as the head office tells me, okay, we're a go for this certain wish, I, uh, I plan a huge wish reveal for the family and the children. And um, they get their wish granted. Oh my God, that's and, so you know, cool. Yeah, I've, I've been doing it since 2017 and honestly... It brings so much joy into my life. That is and awesome. And I've, I've, I've often gotten comments from people saying, you know, you're so strong for doing this and I would never be able to do this, etc. While I do understand that, people need to, like, I want you to know that this is a very positive experience. Yeah, definitely. It's a really happy moment. Yeah, and although the children, they are going through their own struggles, you're there to be the light of their day. So you go there, your smiles, the the, the mood is very positive, mm -hmm. and often the children are so happy to see you. So they're all smiles and all I'm giggles sure. as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, I honestly, I could go on about Make-A-Wish. I love the foundation. <laughs> and if anyone is interested, please look at their site. They're always looking for volunteers. Um, and if you guys have more questions, feel free to reach out to me. Yeah, I'm going to actually tag her um, Instagram uh, handle in the comments so you could reach out to Sab or I could put you in contact with her. She's really awesome. And <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she'll answer all your questions. Uh, yeah, so that's really beautiful. I'm, I'm glad you got to share that. I really wanted you to, to talk about your volunteer work. And I know that like, that's one of the many things that you do. Uh, but I think one that you're very very passionate about so mm -hmm. i'm glad you got to speak about that and i really think that you know volunteer work is a great way to connect with the community which is something that you think is very important and i do too and i 
I just think it's important to make it a better place and it's a way to make new friends and expand your network and a chance to learn about people. And, you know, you could choose a cause that you're passionate about and it could really be anything, but I think that we could both agree um, that it's important to get involved and, and to put yourself out there and to give back in any way that you can. Of course. You know, uh, like give what you can and accept what you need. That's mm-hmm. my favorite saying. <laughs> it's, you just, it's so incredible. And, and um, yeah, during the pandemic, uh Sab and I volunteered at a local food bank and our role there was so small Um, we were just sorting through donations but at the same time like I know that it was a big help at Mm -hmm. that at that place so that you know those few hours that we would volunteer at the food bank really made uh, a difference so glad we got to do that together yeah and I think that's something that needs to be said as well is no action is too small. Yeah. And that's something that people don't realize. They think, oh, I need to raise $10,000 to help an organization. No, not at all. The most valuable thing you can ever offer to anybody is your time. Absolutely. So if you can give an hour a week, mm-hmm. or even if it's an hour a month, whatever you can Anything. will help. Yeah. You know, and I, like I said, I think it's something that's important to, to know. And yeah. You know, like you mentioned, yeah, our role was quote-unquote small, but it wasn't, you Exactly. Know? Vic and I would walk into the food bank and we would have a pile of clothing going from a wall to wall and floor to ceiling. We sorted it was, through it. <laughs> it was insane. But, you know, we spent three hours a week there just yeah. sorting the clothes, folding it, and they needed that help mm-hmm. and we were the only two there often doing yeah. that so like i said no action is too small whatever you can just just offer it you know and if you're looking for organizations to volunteer with we live in a city that is there's so many there's so many nonprofits yeah. there's so many events there's endless amounts of things that you can get involved in absolutely like you don't have to look very far to find something that interests you and like oftentimes i hear people say like oh i'm just gonna do it so i could put it on my cv or add it on and i'm just like no do something that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. you're gonna enjoy it you're gonna learn from it it's gonna be an enriching experience and i can't stress this enough not everything you do like you don't have to be paid for things for it to be important volunteer work is so 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 important and it not only helps the community but helps you to grow as a person so everybody get out and do something okay absolutely (laughs) and i promise you you'll feel so happy and so satisfied yeah uh after doing it exactly all right so this brings us to the getting deep segment and um this week's question is what would you do differently if you knew that nobody would judge you? So, what's your answer to this, Sav? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> oh, but wow. you're going to answer. <laughs> um, wow, okay. Usually I take a couple of days to think about your getting deep questions. But uh, what would I do differently if I knew that nobody would judge me? Mm-hmm. Um... Wow. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you yeah, my give me, answer. Give me your answer first. I had time to think about this because I wrote the question like yesterday. So <laughs> I said that I would sell everything I own, which is probably not very much right now <laughs> because I live with my parents. But um, yeah, I would travel the world without a schedule, live in my Crocs mm. or my flip flops. <laughs> Um, like live in my sweats and like comfy clothing and just be chilled out. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's because of the program that I'm in and the people I'm surrounded by, but like life is so go, go, go. And I never have mm-hmm. a chance or I rarely have a chance to just like chill out. And sometimes I feel like it's looked down upon, uh, but yeah it's um that's what i would do is just live off the grid for a little bit that's really interesting yeah you know i would absolutely do the same (laughs) but to not give the same answer um this is a little bit off topic but i think i would want to try different careers in my lifetime awesome you know like wear many different hats yeah because i have so many interests in life there's Mm -hmm. so many different paths (laughs) that um really attract sorry (laughs) there's so many different paths that paths that i'm interested in so yeah i feel like if nobody would judge me i would try out different careers you know have different experience see what i love doing you know and my interests are so very different from each other absolutely for example i'm in the army i'm becoming a police officer but i've always wanted to be a flight attendant (laughs) who like and i've I've always wanted to be a cruise animator because i love traveling and i love people that's awesome i'm like so you see there's so many different things but we're so focused on one person only Mm -hmm. having one career exactly yeah um so i feel like that's what i would do if nobody would judge me I love that answer. Yeah. And that's something we talk about a lot too. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like I think wearing many different hats is like a good way of putting it. And um, I think like we we say this a lot, but like our parents, for example, their generation was very much like you go to school, you get a job and you stick with that job. Mm -hmm. But it's different for us. And we have the opportunity to explore different avenues and different paths. Yeah. So I think it's possible. We just have to like quiet down the judgment and like yeah. focus on ourselves. <laughs> That's it. Um, but yeah, so I think we're going to end things here for today. Um, this was a really fun episode. I like having someone on with me. <laughs> um, and I really want to thank Sab for coming on the show and sharing her experiences And I hope that you were inspired by her warm heart. She is absolutely incredible and such a light in my life. And um, yeah, I'm just really glad that she was my first guest. So is there anything you want to say before we go? Well, I want to thank you again for having me. And uh, for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. Um, And as you all know, Vic always keeps it honest, real and raw. So this is unedited. Yeah. So I apologize for any um, <laughs> mess ups that I did during the pod uh, during the podcast, and um, you know, yeah, we're real. We're just we're just ordinary people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, bear with us. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I would I would love to hear uh, your answers to the getting deep uh, question. That's also going to be linked uh, in the bio below. 
um, you know where to find me at Honest Real Raw Pod on Instagram. You can also leave me a voice note on Anchor. Um, yeah, so I'm wishing you all a lovely week ahead. Stay safe, stay healthy, and be sure to keep things honest, real, and raw. Take care.